sickness and disease and worry and anything that we may go through suddenly becomes unimportant. It becomes so almost useless compared to the the worth that we find in you and in your strength and in your protection and your faithfulness towards us. It, It becomes something that we just don't care about anymore. And so this morning, as I speak quickly and then as we pack these lunches, I pray that you would bless this service, that you would continue to bless this church, and that as we pack these meals, they would go to bless some child or some member of our community who's in need. And we pray that all that's done would be done, not for our sake, but for your glory, because that is what we're here for, that is what we live for, is for your glory. Thank you, Father, for your son who died for us, and we pray these things in his name. Amen. I'm so glad that everybody who's here is able to be here. And for those who may be watching, I hope everyone is, is well. Um, you know, this morning, like Kenny said, we're doing things a little bit different in light of what's going on. And so actually what I'm going to do, I'm only going to speak for maybe 10 minutes, somewhere around there. Um, I'm going to read a couple of verses, but we're not even going to have them on the screen. And um, honestly, if I were you, I, I wouldn't even necessarily take notes. This is not necessarily a sermon as much as it is just kind of a conversation. Um, in this pandemic or state of emergency that we're in, um, that's what it's been called, there's a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety going around. There's a lot of people looking for answers that don't have them. It seems like we don't know very much, but the more we come to know, the scarier it seems. And not only that, but we end up wondering if what we think we know is even true. We're getting so many different um, things from so many different places and they seem to contradict sometimes and so we don't really know. And so all I want to do this morning is for the Christians in this room, um, I want to bring you some reassurance. Um, I, want, I want us to get refocused on where we should be. Um, what I can't give you is um, medical knowledge or advice. I'm certainly not qualified to do that. There's People in here who have that knowledge, they're, they're qualified to be able to talk to you about that stuff. And so if you have questions, I would direct you towards them, but I can't, I can't help you with that. And I also, I can't give you necessary steps or precautions to take to protect yourself and your family. Um, that's what those in authority over us, those in government are for. I know we don't always like those in government. Uh, we don't even necessarily trust them or want to listen to them, but God has put them in authority over us for a reason according to his divine purpose and will. And so our act of obedience is to listen to them and listen to what they have to say. What I can give you is the word. And so that's what I'm going to do. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, We have been given a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And so as Christians, that should guide the way that we act and that should guide our mindset in this time. That means that we are not to fear Any spirit of fear or anxiety that we may have is not your motherly instinct to protect your children. It's not your fatherly instinct to continue to be able to provide for your family and put food on the table. 
we can sometimes use those excuses to try to justify why we're acting the way that we're acting, but really any response like that comes from our sin nature and from Satan himself. And so while we all may have those feelings arise in us, the correct response is to combat those feelings with the word, with prayer, and with worship. What we are to have is a spirit of power. This does not mean that we should believe in our own power to be able to keep ourselves safe or keep our family safe or even to believe that God, because he is powerful, because he is a good God, he would never allow us to get sick because a good God would not allow his children to suffer. That's actually contrary to scripture if you read it. We are to have faith and to pray that God would protect us and our families. There's, that's, that's a biblical thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. And we are to believe that he has the power to block sickness from entering our homes, but we are also to understand that even if we are affected by this in some way, he is totally faithful and he is totally in control and he always loves us. We are to have a spirit of love. This means that we are to understand the risks and the dangers of, of everything that's happening. We are to think about those around us and so if necessary, we are to Stay away from certain people. If, if we are showing symptoms or someone close to us is showing symptoms, we should kind of keep to ourselves. We should stay away from the elderly, from, from young children, from those whose immunity is compromised. But this also means that when our community calls on us, we are to respond. Because what we have been given now as Christians is an absolutely glorious opportunity to display God's power and love and self-control to a world that is in fear and to a world that is in panic. This is an opportunity that we don't always have on this type of scale. And so when our neighbors call on us, we are to respond out of love. And we are also to have a spirit of self-control. We are to not be flippant, okay? Going out and acting as if nothing is wrong and, and living our life the way we would any other time is, is not the way to respond because being flippant or being kind of nonchalant is not the opposite of Panic. Self-control is the opposite of panic. Self-control, like I said, is understanding the risks, but it is understanding that in this time that we're in, it is simply a reminder that God is faithful, God is good, God is always sovereign, God is always glorified, and ultimately that the place we are is not our home. We are living in a very different, very weird, awkward in between time, if you will, where we are reminded that we are in a broken world. But we will not always live in a broken world. One day Christ will return and he will create a new heavens and a new earth that is totally removed from any stain of the devastating and deteriorating effects of sin. And we will have new bodies that will show no trace of disease, of deficiency, of wear and tear. We will be totally new totally removed from any type of sin effect. And that is what we are reminded of in this time. And so, for those of you in here that are believers, that is your promise and that is your hope and that is how we are to live in this awkward time. For those of you who are not believers, I don't, I don't want to be rude to you, but you don't have those promises. And I hope you know that. You should live in a state of panic, but 
not because of the coronavirus or the flu or anything else going around. Because whatever that may do to you, whatever suffering that may bring you is a drop in the ocean compared to the suffering that you will have if you spend eternity separated with Christ. And so the panic you should feel should have been there long before this came and will still be here long after. Because it is not because of disease, it is because of sin. But you have a way out of that. Our Lord promises that for those who truly call on Him and are truly repentant, He will not forsake or turn you away. And so you have an opportunity this morning to come to Him. I know we won't be doing our singing here at the end, but you know, if you sit here in your seat or you go out in the lobby or you, you know, find a quiet place somewhere, nobody's going to bother you, nobody's going to think weird things about you, and you're welcome to grab me or Kenny or a friend or anyone that you know and we'll talk to you. But don't wait because we are running out of time. And so that's what I pray for all of us this morning. Father, thank you for your word, for the joy that it brings us, for the hope that it brings us. And I just pray that as we go out into the world today, we would live with a spirit of power, of love, of self-control, of peace, not a spirit of panic and fear and anxiety, that we would take the opportunity to serve those around us, to serve our community, to look out for those who need our help, and that we would see this not as a time of, of danger, but as a, as a time where you are in some way or another making renewal in people's hearts. You are drawing people closer to yourself. And so we thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your self-control. In your son's name we pray, amen. Before Kenny comes up, I want to read one thing to you just so that I can leave you with this word of peace. This is Romans 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.